What did you want to be when you when you were fourteen? Uh, I wanted to be Indiana Jones. That's right. I think you mentioned that. Yeah. No. What was attractive about his life again? Indiana Jones. Yeah. He was an adventurer. He traveled all over the place. He uh, like rescued damsels in distress. That's right. Yeah. Like that was what I wanted to do. Okay. Which is basically the priesthood. <laughs> A lot of rescuing. Wait, there goes one. You just had a fake laugh. That was a fake laugh. That no, was a real laugh. Like you totally just laughed. That was fake. You were like, just trying to like, ha ha ha. Tim, you're so funny, but really you're not. No, he wouldn't. Wow, you are insecure today. <laughs> I was an honest laugh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We are here. Father Tim, back from vacaciones. That's vacation. I can't speak Chinese. That's close enough. And now we have Deacon Andy. Hi, I'm Deacon Andy. Deacon Andy! Minted, ordained, laid hands upon, anointed. Anointed? No, not anointed. Not yet. Laid hands upon. Laid hands upon. Father Tim will edit that. <laughs> the hands were laid. The hands were laid. The hands were laid upon. We're all proud of you, man. Thank you. It's exciting. Mary Cedar Wisdom has a new deacon. Hi, I'm Deacon Andy. So how are you feeling? Good. It's been a crazy six days. So days. Where should we say? Well, how about the ordination? Like the ordination itself. Like was there a favorite moment? Walking in. Uh, we were single file, so normally you walk next to someone. Yeah. So you're always, you know, two by two. And because of COVID, we were single file. And I've been in seminary formation for 11 years, and I've gone to 11 priesthood ordinations and 11 deacon, 10 priesthood and 10 deacon ordinations. And then here's mine, finally, and it's kind of surreal having everyone look at me as I walk down the aisle and trying not to trip or be pushed by someone behind me. Uh, the, the highlight for me was the Litany of Saints when we prostrate ourselves on the floor of the chapel and just kind of reflect. One of my friends a few years ago she said, you know, when you lay on that marble floor, think about where you've, how far you've come, all the experiences you've had, all the people who have helped you, who have challenged you, who have made you the person who you are today. So I thought about my time in Mexico, my time in Omaha, my time as a hospital chaplain, my time working for the cemeteries, my time as a high school discerner, and the people who have helped me, those who have died, my grandpa, pre, a few priest mentors. And I'm thinking about the future of who, who are going to be the saints in my ministry, who are going to help me to be honest and holy and a good brother to them in whatever way they need one. What's unique about Andy, at least in my mind, <laughs> so you're 26. 25. Oh, you're 25. 25. Okay, make my point even more. You'll be ordained a priest, God willing. At 26, and Andy's been in formation for 11 years, which is longer than I've been a priest, longer than you've been a priest, yeah. right? Uh, so he discerned the call to the priesthood. That would mean math wizards, 14 years old, correct? That's when I started the high school program. So you, you entered seminary at 14. You entered seminary at... I don't know, whatever college was. 22. Or I mean, after college, yeah. 21, 22, yeah, 22 or 23, 20, yeah. Okay. I was 25 when I entered, or 26. 25 or 26. Yeah. But Andy was 14. Like, what were you thinking at 14? 
I was don't answer that. <laughs> we have their kids listening. I was thinking good things. I'm sure thinking, it was good, but yeah. it wasn't the priesthood, was it? A 14? No. Yeah, no, no, no. What was awesome was yesterday we had your like first mass here at MAC where you preached, and that was beautiful. And everyone who went was saying how it was just incredible and beautiful and everything. Um, was there a moment then when, I don't know, a grace moment there? So at the, uh, at the end of the homily, both times when I gave it at my home parish yesterday, I got choked up uh, at the end. And at the same time, was I, I handled it much better than I did yesterday, last night. Um, as preachers were told to, that you preach yourself first. That if you don't believe what you're preaching, then other people won't believe it. And being the first homily, being having people come from various parts of my life who some have not been back to Mass since the pandemic began. Mm. I really wanted a message of hope that despite all the craziness that God is still working. And then I just kind of focused on the scraps of the table, how no matter who you are, you get a piece of the feast because God came to save everyone. Uh, so that was kind of a very, the, the ending of when heaven meets earth, that in, this, in the Eucharist and the Mass, we don't have the power to turn people away. It's Jesus who calls them. Father Derek, do you remember your first homily? I don't. Yeah, I don't. Really? No, I don't remember. Do you? Oh, yeah. Wait, oh, did you was... preach your first Mass as a deacon? As a deacon, yeah. That was like, That's the whole I... point of being a deacon is I to know, preach. I know. Okay, yeah, I probably did. It was in Rome, and so you could choose any... I think I've told you this. You could choose any church in Rome to preach your... Like, to have your first Mass. Like, you could choose St. Peter's Basilica, Mary Major, uh, San Ignacio, like, all these amazing churches. And so guys would choose their, their, you know, the place that they wanted to have their first deacon mass. Um, I chose the catacombs. So I went into the catacombs um, with the 20 people who came to Rome for my ordination. And I was shaking in my boots. I was, like, just so nervous. And so then afterwards, I was just like, man, I probably gave, like, the worst homily ever just because I was so nervous and everything. Mm. And then one of the women who came to my ordination who, um, her and her husband, I'm good friends with their son and now them. They were basically my European parents. And so they came and she is claustrophobic. And so as soon as she went into the catacombs, she was like hyperventilating, really scared, really anxious, like the whole entire time. But then whatever I said during the homily, like calmed her down. And that was the moment where I just was like, oh my gosh, I need to trust the spirit. Like this, the diaconate, the ordination, all of this stuff is real. Even though I was nervous, the Holy Spirit was like working through me. And the Holy Spirit worked through you, Deacon Andy. Yeah, I think that's a lesson I'm still learning as a priest. Oh, yeah. Six years. Uh, there's a tendency to put an incredible amount of pressure on yourself when you're preaching. Whether it be like a Sunday Mass or a Christmas. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christmas and Easter where all the, mm-hmm. a lot of people... Yeah. You know, only come to mass, you feel like a tremendous amount of pressure to like convert them or to like make them have a good experience so that they'll either come back next year or hopefully sooner. But then even throughout like the Sundays, there I think there was a lie that I started to believe at some point in priesthood was that you're only as good as your last homily. Mm-hmm. So you ju- evaluate yourself or judge yourself based upon how much feedback you got from your homily when father tim is very adamant that the homily is not the most important part of the mass right and he's trying to like pound that into people's minds so that they don't put so much worth on the on our human words you know yeah in some ways yeah what's most important is that 
God is using our human words in order to bring people closer to him. So the fact, so just the idea, the sense that I've been praying with recently is just that I'm not preaching by myself, that God and the Holy Spirit is enlivening me in order to just use my words in whatever way that he, that listeners are experiencing in whatever way that he desires to feed them. It's and not you about you. you it's not about Father night. Derek. It's not about Father Derek. It's not about the preacher. I should say that again. It's not about Father Derek. What, what did you say? <laughs> Might I add, it's also not about Father Tim. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's stick with it's not about Father Derek. Well, we are awesome. excited for you. I hope you know that we have been praying for you a lot. You can't do it alone. Any shout outs? I was just very proud of our community last night. I think our volunteers did an awesome job. Music. Everybody seemed very happy. I was proud of you, Father Tim, for celebrating the Mass. Don't worry, it wore out before the podcast yeah, started. <laughs> Is that a fake laugh? Oh! <laughs> Mary Seat Quarantined is a Mary Seat of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.